Welcome to the Island Podcast. This week's episode is about our event in Ibiza at Stefan Brueggemann House and further announcement from the island. So let's jump in. Hello, good evening. I'm here with Sébastien, co-founder of the island and Marcin, investor, collector and philanthropist. Uh, good evening, uh, Olivier. Thank you. Thanks for inviting us and organizing. Thanks for Thank you. So we're back in London after a few days in Ibiza where we had an amazing event. Sébastien, why don't you tell us more about it? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> the last two weeks was very exciting from Lisbon, flying directly to Ibiza. Yeah, I mean, that, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a blowout event, really, you know, huge. I think we all are very proud, huge success on many, many levels. There's a lot to talk about, but I think... Uh, I think perhaps a good point to start is, is, you know, when we landed, started organizing ourselves, we looked at the, and discussed and looked at the results of the Sotheby's auction, which sort of was a sort of nice starting point that, that there is still a lot of interest in NFT art specifically, which was fantastic backdrop and a conversation opening, opener for, for anybody we met during this period. Um, but, uh, yes, the event was spectacular, right? We, we, we should really talk a little bit about the idea, why we did it, why Ibiza, and go a little bit into details of what we really showed there. Yeah, no, I think, you know, in contemporary art, the idea of, uh, an island, it's not new. It's been around since the surrealists from Yves Tangi to some uh, later contemporary, like Duguet Kane and, and and many more and it's this idea that you can rebuild the art world from a from ground a, a totally utopian idea so for us that was a no-brainer to call a company the island and and of course the first event should have been on an island and uh, it all makes sense it all come together and that's why probably it was a huge success yeah yeah it's a it's a so it's a genesis event really uh, for for uh, for the company and for the vision of the company, which is um, you know which uh, I guess that's a good opportunity to expand on it a little bit because the event was really built around the vision. Was if anything, if we wanted to show what the island is about, this event I think showed it very very clearly. Yeah, absolutely, and I think the the, the good thing is like when you said to people, do you want? To come to Ibiza for lunch, people don't think too hard, even if they had to fly from uh, Basel. Basel was the for the traditional art world is the biggest week of the of the year, so we had to fly people from uh, from Basel to Ibiza. But we also had people coming from all around the world, and that was absolutely incredible to to receive such a, a positive, uh, you know, attendees and uh, feedback and such a high level caliber of a uh, of guests yeah and i think it's important to stress small event right we yeah. had how many people in total 18 18 people in total around the table for uh of late afternoon and evening until of night hours but i think it's interesting to mention you know who we really wanted to invite to this event yeah, I think f from the beginning, when when we set up the companies, there was a, a few markers that were really important uh, to us. One of them was to create bridge between the traditional art world and you know the native, let's say, art world. And on that dinner, we we did make sure that we had 
people coming from the traditional uh, art world, some big, big collectors. We also had some museum directors from traditional museum and also curator into the digital space. And on top of this, some big, big collectors from, from the web-free uh, world. So all this together was was incredible. That was one of the success of this evening. And two, we were able to show that all these people together could have a good time and have a lot in common to discuss, and mainly art. When you put across the table, you know, one of the largest NFT art collectors on the planet against traditional museum collector and, and try to facilitate the dialogue and see how they can really uh, talk to each other, do they find a common language? I think we all really quickly realized that there is a language uh, to share. There are ideas to discuss. And at the end of the day, you know, the aesthetic quality of works, uh, the, uh, the conceptual quality of works, and really the significance of the works for respective communities were very central to pretty much anybody at the table. This event was really an embodiment of the mission of the island. But Sebastian, there is a bit more about the island than commissioning piece of art. Yeah, on top of uh, the island being a, a bridge, you know, between uh, different communities, one thing that really matter to, to us when we set up the thing, it's, it's not pure philanthropy. It's that hybrid model that we call privately founded, publicly minded. And the, the whole idea is, of course, it's a privately found, uh, founded uh, company, but some of the money that we are making uh, is re-injected re in, into, the, into the system. And uh, I'm sure later we're going to talk about what we've done with Mustin and different institutions. But this, for, for me and Martin, was a key element of, of the company. But. And, and I think that's something that will resonate very strongly with, with uh, NFT and crypto communities because you know, com community is so central for NFT artists and for NFT projects. And when we really saying privately funded, uh, privately funded, publicly minded, publicly minded essentially means for community of collectors, art lovers, both in digital space and in traditional world. So the idea of anything we're building is to bring more high quality art to the public, by to public institutions, public collectors, and into public awareness to push the boundary of art, traditional art historically, into digital area, digital era, so that they, so that we continue to build on the technological achievements that you know our our world has to offer, and that the art explores the possibilities from artistic perspective. Thank you, Marcin, for those additional details. We're now going to listen to some clip from Alfredo, the director of the Mostin Museum, talking about the relationship between the museum and the island. Voilà. Uh, my name is Alfredo Camerotti. I'm director of Mostin Contemporary Art Museum in the UK. I'm also an independent curator in the digital space. Um, everything regarding actually digital arts and, and on-chain art too. And um, I'm here actually, and Stefan Brueggemann actually, a uh, new residency project, uh, which is quite great to launch the new digital editions of Stefan at uh, Premiere, and uh, done in collaboration with Mostin. And uh, Stefan has currently uh, uh, sold exhibitions uh, at the museum, and we collaborated with the island to produce this new uh, series of digital worlds, which are dynamic NFT. They change it 
every eight hours over the uh, 365 days. And, um, and I've been asked, actually, well, why a, a public art museum actually uh, is collaborate with such a production house and, and uh, in producing digital series? And my answer is that um, a contemporary museum is a museum that shouldn't really look at the present. They should look at the future in 50, 100 years' time and then actually connecting the dots backwards. So if you think about this, that's why actually we are exploring the world of digital arts. And Stefan is a, a fantastic artist to do that because he's very eclectic, he's very open-minded. He really wants to experiment with every sort of a digital and a physical actually tools he has at disposal. And for most in, as, a, as a public institution, the idea of uh, on-chain art is it's crucial, is key for its development to reach out audiences uh, that uh, are not necessarily involved with uh, a museum going, let's say, or exhibition going, uh, but they actually experiment, they, they experience more than experiment um, art through different devices and different channels. It's also important uh, in the way that we, as an institution, we actually create the, 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 the environment, we nurture the environment for artists to realize artworks that were not possible in digital, in, in physical and material terms. So the idea of having an artwork changing every eight hours for it, so just to give a, an example, is kind of impossible with, you know, painting or sculpture or, or even installation or even video performances. I mean, it's, it's something that is it's, it's embedded in the idea of uh, innovation and the application of advanced technology to art and vice versa. But it gives the concrete opportunity to do it and, and, and to reach an audience that otherwise it wouldn't be possible to reach for both the artist and the institution. That's why actually the, the, the museum is interesting in collaborating with this uh, uh, venture, let's say, this, this new project, which is quite exciting for us. This was Alfredo, director of the Mostin Museum. This event was really exciting, but it was not just about meeting people. It was also getting introduced to Stefan World. It started with a tour of his house. Well, I think first thing, the a first commission with the island is with an artist called Stefan Bruggemann. So I'm just going to put a bit of a context around uh, Stefan. Stefan is a mid-career artist, very, very, very well uh, established, that is represented by probably the biggest gallery in the world, Hausenworth. Uh, and then he's doing something quite extraordinary, something that's only a handful of artists per generations uh, will do is to create a wall project that's going to take a lifetime to be built and that will go across all the medium. So basically the artist is going to come out from the artist studios buy a massive piece of land, which Stefan has done in Ibiza, and going to start working and being a control freak and work across all the medium from the architecture to the house the garden that is also see as a medium. Uh, and we have experienced everything, sculptures, painting, the studio is inside. And and some of the most famous one uh, artists have done this. Uh, we, we all have in mind, of course, Donald Judd with Marfa, that I guess the Web3 community will be aware because as far as I understood, this is the big, uh, the big one uh, for that community, but also Ansem Kiefer. And this project for artists will last a last uh, a lifetime, but most importantly, they're gonna stay there forever, almost like a UNESCO protected uh, area. 
So this was uh, incredibly uh, important for, for a guest to show, oh, we could have done the party in a restaurant. Everybody can do this. We could have done at the artist studios. A bit more difficult, but it's been done. But bringing a guest to something that special was 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 a real tour de force for us. And, and I think that's fair to say this was the first event of that type that Stefan actually hosted in his newly opened project, life, life site-specific project. Absolutely, yeah. So that was a huge, huge favor. Yeah. And, was it, and the response from the guest was, was beyond. I mean, we are talking people who were used to, to see the best, to experience the best. They go all around the world. Everybody tried to impress them. And most of them never experience anything like that. Yeah. And I think one detail that we, it's worth spending a minute on is the display of digital work itself. And, and I think a lot of us as digital art collectors would really struggle with display, right? I mean, we, traditional art, obviously you hang it on a wall, you put it in, 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 in your room or in your garden if it's a sculpture and it's, it's uh, aesthetically very compelling and easy to display. With digital, we usually, you know, we usually suffer. We don't want to reduce it to basically an image on a TV screen, which is somewhat degrading for, for a lot of these works. Uh, so what, uh, what we came up with here is that the art itself, and we'll talk about it art a little bit in more detail in a moment, but, but we basically projected the art on the wall of the building in a large size. So it was prominently visible throughout the event, throughout the sit-down dinner. We also, the dynamic NFT against the wall of a beautiful house and a beautiful garden, and that really blended really nicely into, into, into the surroundings. So display that I think everybody thought was extremely powerful, very compelling, and really, really aesthetically attractive. Yeah, and this, uh, I mean, one of the bridge that we have created, it's how even... Someone like Danny that we were saying is one of the largest co NFT collectors in the world understood that display sometime in that world could fall short and, and there was still a lot of progress to be made. And, and we had some of the most interesting uh, discussion around display and the future of display in that space. Display is definitely one big topic in on-chain art and Stefan is well known to use different type of medium. What can you tell us about this craft? Stefan is an incredible and super interesting artist. Uh, so his whole practice is based around art and language and conceptual uh, arts, but he brings something super interesting. Often art and language could be a bit dry visually and it's a, it's a very brainy things. But him, he brings a whole element of pop. So he's very uh, attracted by uh, people like Andy Warhol. People will remember uh, that era in the 80s, but also the punk movements. And out of this is going to create something that is visually extremely strong, but in the same time, because of that idea of poetry, that is, is very fine. Uh, and most of it for us, that was a no brainer to start with, uh, Stefan, because being punk and going against the system is one of the core, core, uh, thing that he's got at heart. And, and tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Martin, but. It's a big thing in the Web3 community. Absolutely. I think that's that's one of the attractions why he wanted to explore the new medium is the or origins of it, right? When he he considers himself as originating from the traditional pre-blockchain punk movement, uh, where, which you know is built about rebellion and disruption to the system, uh, then ideologically 
blockchain is very, very compelling, originating from mysterious Satoshi through, you know, the first significant large NFT collection of CryptoPunks and, uh, and the whole system really designed as a, as a, as a protest, as a rebellion against centralization about dominance of large centralized corporations against government control, censorship, etc. So on the ideological level, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it immediately resonates. Uh, but I think it's more than that. It's really what the new medium has to offer to his practice, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and then, I mean, we're probably going to hear a bit about uh, Stefan and, and what he says, but when he put his head around the medium and, and what that, that could bring to the party, it was like he said, okay, this new medium, I want to embrace it, which was a, not a, a win-win from the so. beginning. And then when he understood it, he embraced it. And we worked on it now for more than seven months. And the result was incredible. The, uh, the, our guests absolutely loved it. And, and maybe we will give some, uh, some reveal or some big news uh, a bit later, but, uh, to, to show at how it's been, uh, response. And, uh, uh, I think the interesting bit also about his traditional art is that it was the, NFT format, particularly dynamic NFT format, NFT format that interacts with the world and external environment in a variety of ways, could be a very, provide very nice continuity to his previous work on uh, you know, the, the, the primary paintings, right? Where he would play with a text that would, he himself would originate or source from newspaper titles or from, from movie titles or last line of line, lines of movies, and he would experiment with these themes that, uh, you know, these powerful one-liners that are you know, defining phrases of a particular moment or era or historical events and, and, and painting them over in, in a graffiti style over, over, over various backgrounds. That's really, that's really the line that he had started, what, 20 years ago, maybe? Yeah, 15 years 15. ago. And, uh, you know, when we did that project, and that was one of the risks, uh, and when we discussed with Stefan, we didn't want to end up with something that is a poor cousin of the real work. And, and it was fair to say that it isn't. It is incredible, and museum can't wait to show the works. And, uh, and I think there will be a really great uh, demonstration of how NFT and digital art medium can build on an existing practice, expand it into, into new experiences that were not possible with physical art alone. And I think he, his experience, uh, he found this experience very, very attractive in a way that he is much more open and committed to the medium going forward to continue to produce. Absolutely. So chapeau l'artist. That's great that you say this. Uh, I think we have a little uh, recording of uh, Stefan talking about uh, his work on chain. Also, something that uh, really intrigued me about uh, when I was trying to investigate why I should participate in 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 this medium of the NFT, apart from its uh, technological uh, opportunities. Also, I, I related to it in a very a ideological way in the sense that uh, all my work and all my practice has been very influenced by 
all the punk movement. Uh, one of my mentors was Malcolm McLaren. So I always have this idea in my work that my work is a disruptor. It's, 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 it's a channel of disruptor. And uh, getting into the, the, the more uh, digital aspect of the NFT, I, I got introduced to all these crypto punk or uh, movement around it that in a way it relates a lot to what i have in my dna in my work that it's about disrupting a system no as an artist i'm always trying to disrupt the system of art or the sy system of form and I, i i found that kind of link that also uh, inspired me to be like a, another pirate more in in that in that uh, Uh, universe or that world that it's in the making. No, so always when you are in 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 the beginning of something, you're making rules, and by making rules, you are breaking lots of rules. So that's always a a challenging uh, uh, aspect, and which it connects very well to my whole practice. That was Stefan talking about his work. One aspect that is also interesting to know is the relationship with the museum and how this commission helped museum acquire more on-chain art. Yeah, so like, uh, you know, we, we explained a bit earlier the privately funded and publicly minded. It was, we, we spent a lot of time on saying, okay, how do we bring that publicly minded aspect into it? So we start talking with uh, Alfredo, who is the director of the Mustin uh, Museums. And, and just to to explain a bit, there's two types of museum out there. You have museum with a collection and museum with a, not a collection we, that we refer as a Kunsthalle type of uh, institutions. And mainly these institutions can't afford to have a collections, not only because of the acquisition of the artwork, but also the cost of storage and conservation and everything. When we approach, we say, look, Alfredo straight away understood uh, the doors that it will open for his uh, institution. That will allow the institution for the first time to be able to build a collection. And this is a game changer, not only for Mustin, but as a whole for all the institution over there. On top of this, so we did uh, this work in partnership with Mustin Museum, one series, and, and this some of the proceeds will be given back to the institution to help them to fund their next acquisition. And this is, uh, we, we are very proud. We are super happy with Martin uh, and, uh, and the team. And of course, Stefan, this is an absolutely game changer. And this is massive. It's not only massive for the museum, but also for the medium as a whole and what it's going to bring in the next future years uh, to institutions. And I think I think a lot of a lot of NFT collectors will be familiar with an idea that we often discuss around digital art. Digital art is not just a piece of art. It's really part of a certain social construct around it. And by construct, we mean the community of collectors who are engaged with the artist. It's the positioning of that art within the context of digital art. And what we want to really bring in and broaden it out is that the social construct should also embrace traditional art world. What, what Sebastian would really call the ecosystem, right? The museums, the curators, the critics, the academic world, they are all part of this construct that is built and created around a piece of art. It's critical, but given our mission to bridge traditional with digital, bringing in 
elements of the traditional art ecosystem and the entire social construct of traditional art into this world, we needed to engage institutions. We needed to get influential museum collectors, directors and curators to engage with it and make it part of museum collections. I couldn't say it better. (laughs) We talked about ecosystem and having people to engage with museum, the artist and the piece. And talking about being exposed to the piece, I think we have some very nice announcement for 2024. Yeah, so talking about great reception of the artwork, right? Some of our guests, like I said, are curators and museum directors and some of the news we're going to share the first one, I think, we were really happy, is that uh, Stefan's work has been selected for Art Dubai in the curated uh, section. So this is this is amazing. We're going to work on how it should be displayed and everything. But this is huge, huge news. We know in the Middle East, it's uh, there's very large community, and we're really happy to be there. I think in February. So so that's the the first big announcement. The second one. And this is massive. <laughs> it's, uh, we've been asked to show the work during the Venice Biennale at the Decentral Art Pavilion. So the Venice Biennale in the traditional art world, it's, it's happening every two years. And this is as big as Art Basel. Everybody is there. It lasts for months. And, and the work's been selected there for us. I mean, Martin, I'm sure you were equally delighted. It was beyond a dream to to have been selected for for first commission in something like that. I think I think you know it's a. I mean, we cannot overstate how significant it is for any artist to be displayed in Venice during Biennale. And here we're not only talking about displaying an artist; we're talking displaying digital piece, which is a huge event for the entire genre. Truly, that this is a historic moment. Yeah, I mean this big one. And then the other one, which also is really important because we, we keep talking about privately funded but, <laughs> and publicly minded, but there's one thing for us that is important is the sale of the work. And we, we got approached and that's for us also, this is equally uh, important by a traditional collector to buy a whole series of that body of work. So 20 works in total and by a big traditional collector of uh, Stefan who never ever bought uh, a digital uh, artwork. So we were so happy because that was one of the mission of, of the island. And we fixed the price in if the clients had no idea what we were talking about. So at the end, we had to make it in dollars. We had to help and we're still doing it with their family office, setting up a digital wallet. I mean, this is incredible, Martin. What do you think? To highlight the continuity of how traditional art evolves into digital and build and how digital builds on the traditional art medium is to see them both combined in the same collections right and we're here talking about you know very very significant private collection of traditional art familiar with the artist wanting to have the first part of what the digital offer that we will be making, uh, having the first entire series being part of that collection straight away without, to be honest, before the production has been fully completed. Yeah, we're still uh, two weeks away from uh, full productions. So this is huge. We, we have inquiries now from uh, private collectors from uh, the digital space and private that, that want to buy. 
I think the official release uh, will be done in September. But in the meantime, if you want to get in touch, like please do, because I don't know for how long we're going to be able to keep them. We had other, an amazing time in Ibiza, but uh, the story doesn't end here. It seems that the island didn't want us to leave. How funny was the, the, the last day? Well, uh, we didn't expect that. Now, of course, we, we didn't want to... We didn't want to leave. We were a bit of a, in a cloud and that dream things. And we all, uh, on a Sunday went back to the airport a bit, uh, reluctant saying, Oh, maybe we should stay one more day. And guess what? The airport shut down for three hours and there was mayhem. We couldn't uh, leave. Everything was delayed. Some of our clients tried to get a private jet to go back home. That was not possible either. Some of our guests had to stay one more night. <laughs> Others had their luggage lost. Is that not true? <laughs> very, very true. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got severely disrupted. One more night in Ibiza wasn't the worst thing uh, that, that could have happened to us. Uh, but yes, that was a very adventurous departure. And the island kept us there for, in my case, for extra 27 hours. So maybe one of the mission of the island should be to relocate on the island. <laughs> <laughs> it was really an amazing weekend. You can find all the info on our socials and website. Make sure to follow the island. Seb, Martin, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening until the end of this island podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, theisland underscore IO, and on our website, theisland.io. See you next time. <laughs>